UJ Vice Chancellor Professor Aaron Rensberg. A very good evening to you, Professor Rensberg, and uh, thank you so much for speaking to us. Uh, good evening, Tepi. So it's always a great pleasure and a great privilege. Thank you very much. Do you think that this is uh, possible to be able to see a smooth-running academic year, given the fact that there's so many things outstanding and the demands laid down by students? Well, I, I think that, that we must remain hopeful. We, 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 we must remain confident. Um, as the seven universities, we um, have put in place um, um, uh, all necessary measures. Registration is running smoothly um, on most of our campuses as we speak, um, and I'm, I'm hopeful that, that pretty soon on the two campuses where things are a little bit um, um, topsy-turvy, that those would be stabilized as well. Um, I, I, I think that um, the, the key message that we communicated today and that we will communicate during the course of the, the next several weeks, um, in particular the next week, is a message that says that insofar as the Gauteng-based universities are concerned, um, uh, in particular, that, that our universities are based in the economic heartland, not only of South Africa, but of Africa, um, and, and that it's absolutely critical that these universities, like the other universities in South Africa, um, be, be, be allowed, be en- enabled um, to, to get the academic program on the go in the next uh, week in one instance and in the next two to three weeks in the remaining instances. So the appeal today was, was an appeal to our public um, in addition to appeal to our students, our staff, um, our alumni, and of course to eminent South Africans to work with us um, to, to, to secure the success of this academic year. It's simply, we, I, we as a collective simply cannot fathom the possibility of a lost academic year. I'd like to go back to the statement that you've just made now, uh, Professor Rensberg, of especially those Houting-based university being part of the Economic Heartland and the ANC-NEC statement saying that um, those who can pay should go ahead and pay in order to prevent a situation where uh, they... Uh, you know, create a disability for the academic program at these universities. But I'm just thinking back to a call we received from one of uh, the students, although she was going to Bloemfontein University, enraged by the suggestion that free education uh, must be extended to only those who can't afford it. Basically, it means that there are a lot of university students who believe that fees not only need to be reduced, but uh, in some cases completely obliterated. Well, I think that there are a number of issues um, at, at stake here. Um, the first, of course, is that um, uh, if, if the demand is um, and it's, it's complied with or responded to that no fees be paid, that no registration fees be paid, when indeed we're operating in a fee-based university system, then I think we must kiss goodbye our university system uh, and we will struggle to put it back together again. It's a case of Humpty Dumpty. Um, if, 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 if our universities do not receive um, payments, um, whether these be minimum initial payments or registration fees or debt repayments, then the universities in Gauteng will not last for six months, simply because we will not be able to pay salaries. We will not be able to pay any of our other operating costs. I think that that is a first starting point. Um, the, the, what then flows from there, number one, is that all of our universities 
have in place measures here in Gauteng, these seven universities have in place, each one of them has in place measures to enable a student who's not a state aid or aided through NISFAS, a state aided student. We have in place measures for these students to come forward, to acknowledge their debt, um, and to enter into payment agreements with the university. Remember, I, I, I made the point that we're operating in a fee paying university system as things stand. The second point is that I do think that we must allow the Presidential Commission to now proceed with its work. We mustn't preempt its work. It's been given uh, an extraordinary task to examine the question of fee-free university education. Uh, I think it's important for us also to acknowledge that, that there are many countries across the world, in particular in, in Europe, um, who do not have fees being charged. Um, I think it's important for us also to acknowledge that these are wealthy nations, that South Africa is not a wealthy nation. So let us await the mm. outcome, but not just await the outcome, let us make submissions. Professor Rensberg, mm. there are some who argue that there's an ideological difference on that commission in the sense that the premise is uh, incorrect by saying it needs to investigate the feasibility uh, of whether or not we can have uh, a non-fee-paying university structure. I think that um, I, I'm not sure that I would agree that it's an ideological question. Um, I think the question must be asked, um, is it feasible to have fee-free university education? And, and what, what other question, therefore, should be asked if it's not, can we have fee-free, a fee-free university education? And therefore, if we can, how is it possible? If we can only have partly fee-free university education, how would that be possible? I do think that um, it's important to recognize that South Africa uh, is not the wealthy nation that some of us believe uh, it, it to be, and that it is in a deep financial, sorry, economic crisis at the moment. All of these will have to be taken into account when considering these very difficult questions that we face. But I think it's important to acknowledge that all of us uh, as vice chancellors here in Gauteng are deeply committed to securing affordable, high-quality university education mm. for all of those attending our universities. But then again, the question would be what can be considered affordable? But I'd like to go back to the the alarm that you sounded that within the next six months, universities would not be able um, to function if the issue is not resolved. So is there a cutoff point where you would say you would sign off a very serious warning to say uh, here and no further? Look, if, if, if we are unable as the seven universities to, to collect a significant part of outstanding debt owed to us, excluding NISFAS um, qualifying students, we, we put them aside. If we're unable to collect that significant chunk of outstanding debt, right, um, and if we are unable to collect the so-called minimum initial fees or um, registration fees from those who can afford it, I'm saying from those who can afford it, if we're unable to collect that, some of our universities will only have three months before they fold. Others here in the province will have six months before they fold. The, the best case scenario is a nine to 12 months for one or two, one other, two other universities in Gauteng. So that is the reality that we face. And, 
And I'm not certain if the Fees Must Fall movement's agenda is, in fact, to collapse universities. Now, if you talk about the missing middle, which you yourself made reference to, and you keep saying those who can afford it, principally, have you a benchmark on who can and who cannot afford university fees? Well, I think that um, it's it's really income uh, determined. Um, we we know our students very well. Um, so, for example, um, at the University of Johannesburg, we have a situation where about 40% of our students come from schools in quintiles 4 and 5, meaning the wealthiest schools, although, again, when you look at those um, students coming from those wealthier schools or schools serving wealthier communities, it's our duty to look very closely because we do know that lower middle class and blue-collar working uh, class families do send their children to to these schools. Uh, We also know that um, approximately 30% of our students come from the middle income uh, or school-serving middle-income groups, and about 30% of our students come from schools um, in quintiles four and five, meaning um, uh, schools that serve the poorest in our nation. So uh, that already gives you an initial handle um, on, on, on affordability, and, and of course you can go down deeper to a far more granular level. And it's on this basis that universities put together their budgets based on a reasonable expectation of income. So in the case of the University of Johannesburg, um, our uh, annual operating budget is 3.2 billion rands, to make it very practical. If we do not collect 3.2 billion rands um, uh, in a combination of tuition fee income, 1.4 billion, uh, and state revenue income, state subsidy of 1.4 billion, and other income that we uh, have identified for ourselves, if we're not able to generate that kind of income, let's say we fall a billion short because we are unable to collect tuition fees this year, then it's very clear that the university is going to shut down um, come October of this year. And I think that that is a reality that South Africans must stare in the face. And that is not just the seven Gauteng-based universities. It's all of our universities in the country. We're all vulnerable at this point in time. And hence our appeal um, to our people, to our communities, to our student leaders, to our staff, um, to our alumni, to step forward with eminent South Africans to help us work through the situation. Because we do operate in a um, uh, fee-based university system as we speak. Professor Rensburg, thank you so much.